Welcome to the podcast of Woburn Baptist Church. We hope that you enjoy listening to the sermons and other audio provided by us. Feel free to share what you find here, and we hope that it will be beneficial to you as you seek to know and follow Christ. Imagine you have gone to your doctor who you trust. You've gone through a a battery of many, many tests, and you meet with the doctor in his office, and he says to you, it's treatable, but it will be hard, but you have cancer. Imagine what your response might be. You might have a response to say, I don't believe you. I'm going to go to my own doctor, another doctor. I'm going to go to a doctor who really cares about me. He won't give me such a diagnosis. Does that make sense? Would, it, would anybody have a response like that? The doctor did care about his patient. Yet he was giving news that the patient did not want to hear. And so it makes it difficult to receive it. Here, in the passage that we're looking at, uh, we, we see the story of John the Baptist beheading. John was a prophet. We've seen, about, seen John show up in the story that Matthew is telling over several times. We see him in the very beginning. As he's preaching out in the wilderness, he's, he's uh, dressed in camel's hair and he eats locusts and honey. And he's preaching, repent for the kingdom of heaven is near. And then he baptizes Jesus. He's baptizing for the forgiveness of sins, yet Jesus, who had no need for forgiveness of sins, came to John to be baptized. And then... A few times we see other references to John, how his disciples had come and they'd ask him, are you the one? Are are you, Jesus, the, the one who we're expecting, who John was coming before? And Jesus gave him an answer. And here we see Herod. Herod, this king. Herod um, Antipas. There are, there are different Herods in the Bible because... Herod the Great, the one who tried to kill Jesus as an infant uh, by killing all of the infants two years old and under in Bethlehem, he, he was a narcissistic king, and he named all of his kids, or most of his kids, by Herod something. This one was Herod Antipas, and he had rule over a fourth of the kingdom there, and he was the king over, or the, the tetrarch actually, over the area that Jesus did most of his ministry. And he heard about Jesus. He heard about this man who was performing different miracles and who was teaching. And he thought, is this John the Baptist raised from the dead? Well, we haven't heard yet that that John the Baptist was dead. We come to this part in Matthew and we hadn't heard this story. So Matthew backs up and he gives us a little bit of background information to tell us What happened with John? John 
was giving Herod news that he didn't want to hear. Herod, Antipas, he was, a, he was like his father and he was the ruler, he was the king, and he wasn't going to let anybody tell him what to do. He fell in love with his brother's wife, Herodias, who also happened to be his niece. He fell in love with her, and he divorced his wife, and he he took his brother's wife to be his own. He committed adultery, and he had stolen his brother's wife. John, John the Baptist, he... He was a prophet of God. He, he was speaking God's message, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. He, he said to the Pharisees, bear fruit in keeping with repentance. And there wasn't a station in life that he was not going to address with this message of repentance. He spoke even to the king, to Herod, and he said, what you've done is wrong. He spoke this message. You've you've sinned. You've committed adultery by taking your brother's wife. Well, Herod had John arrested. Put in prison. Well, here in this story, it it was Herod's birthday. His birthday celebration. And they were having a big party, a ruckus. And Herodias' daughter, Salome, was dancing for them. She was probably between 12 and 14. She was dancing for them, and it was pleasing to Herod. And he, he told Salome, anything you want, because you've danced so wonderfully, I, anything you want, you just name it, and it's yours. Well, Salome, she goes to her mother. She says, what should I ask for? And Herodias, who had been offended by John the Baptist's message, said that she should ask for John's head on a silver platter. Well, Herod, he he didn't really... He wanted to kill John, but he didn't want to kill John. Because the people all knew that John was a prophet, and he he didn't want to have some kind of an uprising against him, but... He also did not want to look like he was going back on his word before the guests at his party. So he called for John the Baptist to be executed. And they brought out John's head on a platter and gave it to Salome, who then gave it to her mother. What a gruesome, gruesome story because... Herod did not want to hear God's word. He wanted to reject it. In fact, God's word, God's prophet's message to Herod was so offensive to him that all he wanted to do was kill the one who brought it. Let's read what the text says. John or Matthew chapter 14, starting in verse 1. At that time, Herod the Tetrarch heard about the fame of Jesus. And he said to his servant, servants, This is John the Baptist 
He has been raised from the dead. That is why these miraculous powers are at work in him. For Herod had seized John and bound him and put him in prison for the sake of Herodias, his brother Philip's wife. Because John had been saying to him, it is not lawful for you to have her. And though he wanted to put him him to death, he feared the people because they held him to be a prophet. But when Herod's birthday came, the daughter of Herodias danced before the company and pleased Herod, so that he promised with an oath to give her whatever she might ask. And prompted by her mother, she said, Give me the head of John the Baptist on a platter. And the king was sorry because of his oaths and his guests. He commanded it be given. He sent and had John beheaded in the prison. And his head was brought on a platter and given to the girl, and she brought it to her mother. And his disciples came and took the body and buried it. And they went and told Jesus. Let's pray. Father, we, we thank you for your word. Lord, give us ears to hear, give us eyes to see your glory and your word. And give us hearts to obey it. Lord, help me. Empower me to speak your word. I need your grace. A sinful wretch in need of your grace and your empowerment to speak your word. Father, we love you. Speak to us now in Jesus' name. Amen. John was the prophet of God. And him, like many of the prophets of the Old Testament before him, spoke an unpopular message. He spoke an unpopular message to people who did not want to hear it. Like Isaiah, who God told, keep, he'll, he'll preach and, and the people will keep on seeing, but they will not see. And keep on hearing, but they will not hear. And they will not perceive. Like Jeremiah, who preached God's word, and then he was thrown into a pit for it. When God's word comes, the natural man's tendency is to want to reject it. Because God's word shines a light on us, on our sin, and we don't want our sin to be exposed. We don't want the natural man does not want to change, does not want to hear God's message. Our natural bent from the time we are born is we don't want someone to tell us no. We don't want someone to tell us there are rules that we must follow. We don't want someone to give us the law. We want to be our own king in our own kingdom with no one to tell us that we're wrong. That is our natural inclination. And we look at the world today and we see all of its problems, death and sickness and the political problems that we see. And it's all just the natural man 
doing what man does. We all want to be in charge. And we don't want anyone to tell us there is a law. And there is a lawgiver. And we will one day be accountable for everything that we do. What did Herod do when the law came to him? What did Herod do when John said, It is not lawful for you to have your brother's wife? He locked up John in prison. He suppressed the truth. As Paul says in Romans, the natural man will suppress the truth in unrighteousness. You see, we're all born with a knowledge of God. We're all born knowing that He exists because the heavens declare the glory of God. We look out on the world and we see His creation and we know someone glorious had to make this. Someone glorious had to do this. That we have been given so much. And the world is so beautiful and so intricate in all the things that God has made. Yet, the natural man, what we do is we suppress the truth in unrighteousness. We don't want to believe there is a God and that we will be accountable one day for everything we did. So we suppress it and we put John in prison. Because we don't want to hear. We don't want to hear God's Word. We don't want to hear the prophet's message. We're just like Herod sometimes. It was, uh, I, I think, no coincidence this morning, the children's Sunday school lesson was on David and his sin with Bathsheba. David was a king just like Herod. David sinned. And he took another man's wife, just like Herod. And God's prophet came to David. And he told him, you're the man, David. You have done this sin. And David responded differently. David said, Create in me a clean heart, O God. Create in me a clean heart. Cast me not away from Your presence. When the Word of God and the message of God's prophet came to David, he had a different response. He said, Woe is me. And he received the message. David still had consequences that he faced because of that. And his household was marked with bloodshed. But David was forgiven. You can kind of call this message a tale of two kings. 
King Herod. Representing the natural man and what we all do in our flesh when God's Word comes to us. If we are in our flesh and we walk according to the flesh, we will hear God's Word and we will suppress it. We will do anything we can to put it down and not hear it because it tells us we're wrong. It tells us we have someone we will be held accountable to. But the believer, we need to have a response like David. When we hear God's Word come to us and tells us we have sinned, we must have a response like David. You know my inmost parts. You know that I have Sinned. I will not try to get away from your presence, Lord. I want to be in your presence, Lord. Create in me a clean heart. Create in me a clean heart. Examine me. Take everything out that is full of sin and wickedness. I think that's what this passage boils down to for us. We can respond to God's Word and suppress it and push it down. Or we can receive it and we can confess that we cannot be righteous on our own. That's what the Gospel is. When God's Word comes to us, it exposes our sin. When you shine a light in the dark on a bunch of cockroaches, what do they do? They scatter. They scatter because they don't want the light to expose them so you can step on them and crush them. And we're like that in the natural man. When the light of God's Word shines on us, we can be like that. We can, we can suppress it. We can try to scatter. We can try to avoid the light. We can, try to mis- we can try to reinterpret passages of Scripture to say, well, it doesn't mean that. Well, it doesn't mean that. Oh, well, that may be what people thought it meant a long time ago, but, it, but they, they, that really it doesn't mean that. We try to squirm and we, we try to get out from under the gaze of God's law. But the believer, when the Holy Spirit opens our eyes, and only by the Spirit's power can we do this, we can throw ourselves at the mercy of Jesus and know, yes, I have sinned. I have sinned. I am wicked. Yes, Throw the book at me, God. But your blood and the the blood that was shed on Calvary, the blood of Jesus covers my sin. And 
and we can be adopted into God's family. Thank you for listening to this message from Woburn Baptist Church. For more information, please visit us at www.wilburnbaptistchurch.org or you can also like us on Facebook. Thank you.